0: Sports Radio, 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting,
1: fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. What a beautiful day in the Rocky Mountains. Of course, as an avid ice fisherman... I would like a couple cold days, although driving in today, there was skim ice on a bunch of the ponds, even on the front range. Even with these warm temperatures during day, it still gets pretty cool at night. All we need is two or three cool days, and they'll firm up, and we'll have fishable ice down here very soon. We do have some fish people ice fishing up in the mountains. We'll try to catch up with them today. By the way, we've got a special guest today in the second hour, John Prochno. He's kind of the mad scientist of Berkeley. He's head of their R&D Bait division develops all the scents like power bait and gulp. He's going to come on. We're going to talk using gulp for ice fishing. We have all the regulars. We have a really full show. Another thing we're going to do uh, over today, and, of course, what we've been doing the last few weeks and will continue to do, is we're going to give you ideas for Christmas gifts. And I want to go right to the phones now. And joining us from one of our longtime partners, a a Toppers, uh Greg Lanyon is down at the um, store that's off of Koufax, the uh, closest location, Koufax and Wadsworth, just uh, four blocks east on the north side. But he's going to give us some Christmas ideas for the truck enthusiast in your family. Good morning, Greg. How you doing, Gary? Well, oh, I'm doing great. You know, I know we need, we're going to need we need some we need some moisture. And we're going to get snow. I know we will. I wouldn't mind some rain right now. And I know we're going to get some cold weather, but boy, it's hard not to feel good on a bright, sunny day like this, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Absolutely right. Yeah, it's just gorgeous out there, like I said, but we could use a little snow. It we- helps
1: all of us. Oh, it really <laughs> does. Well, you know, and that's, I always talk about my topper, which came from you guys, of course, on my truck. I have the snug top. And uh, I, I say that makes a complete utility vehicle out of your truck, whether it's, The Lear, which you're number one seller, the Snug Top I have, Ranch, your value brand. You guys carry just a tremendous variety of lines and styles of toppers with huge inventory, and they would make a great Christmas gift. But you have so much more at A&A Toppers, don't you?
2: Yep, we do. We really do. There's just a variety of different things you can do for Christmas. Um, You know, weather tech is really, really popular. The floor liners, the tech shades... The bump stops, you know, all that stuff is super popular right now and a great Christmas idea.
1: Well, I think a lot of people on the WeatherTech, they see the commercials and it goes laser cut to fit your exact vehicle. I, I think they think you have to measure their vehicle, but they, they go to the manufacturers and do that, right? So these are, uh, excuse me, already pre-cut to fit your truck.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're already done. They're ready to go. Um, like I said, you just order your make model of the vehicle and order them up. So no big deal.
1: And you mentioned some other things. I think everybody knows the floor mats. What are some of those other accessories you mentioned?
2: Well, they've got some new deals with the tech shades. That's a window shade. It works well in the uh, heat or the cold, so it keeps your vehicle cooler in the summertime. It goes over the windshield, and you can actually do the entire vehicle. It also, um, you turn it around because it's silver on one side, black on the other. Um, and then that way, it keeps, keeps the windshield from frosting up in the winter. So it's a great, great little idea. really works well.
1: Yeah, and so you really, you know, if somebody has a truck enthusiast, we're going to talk about some more gift ideas. Mm -hmm. If somebody has a truck enthusiast in their family, they're kind of, a lot of them are outdoor enthusiasts, but they're along that same vein where they take a lot of special pride. That truck's very important to them, and you could buy something as simple as a chrome gas cap or as something as, as a tonneau cover or a topper, but there's so much in between Uh, What are some of the other maybe, you know, you don't have to stop by the busy malls, too. What are a few other Christmas gift ideas people could stop by and find at A&A Toppers?
2: Well, like I said, we do a lot of different lighting options inside the topper, outside the topper, you you know, for driving and what have you like that. We've got some really nice LED options for that. You know, bug shields are super popular. It helps protect the front end of your truck. Um, we're also a a large rhino rack dealer. So if you need a ski rack or something like that to put up on the top, you know, if we ever get some snow, um, that would be a great deal to do. So
1: you carry the Yeti products too, don't you?
2: Absolutely. So yeah, Yeti's got a lot of new products out, you know, a lot of the cups, different colors, you know, they've got the loadout bucket there. So there's a lot of, lot to choose from in Yeti as well.
1: Well, you know, another thing I always think of, you know, as an outdoor enthusiast, I love it when people buy me gifts that kind of say, I understand you love the outdoors, so I'm going to get you an outdoor gift. But sometimes buying a gift for an outdoor person, we're going to address this later in the show, can be difficult because a lot of things are personalized. You can run into that with a truck, too, where you want to buy something. You know that truck is their pride and joy or they really want something. But sometimes it's difficult to pick it out for them. That's where a gift certificate would be fantastic.
2: Yeah, we also, yeah, we definitely offer the gift cards, uh, works out very well, cause you're right, everyone wants to per- personalize their truck and make it their own. Um, so, you know, it's hard to hard to determine that when you're buying someone a gift, so the gift cards are a great option.
1: Well, and it says, I know that truck is something special to you, and here's a gift card. It's just not from a big box store where we can go buy anything. It's specific to I know what you need, so it personalizes it more. And then if they buy something that needs to be installed, if they go to a big box store, they either have to try to install it themselves or or they have to take it somewhere. And I've had horror stories of people that have bought gifts for trucks other places and they've got a hold of me and said i took it to a and a and they were so good those guys can install it they just got they fixed what was wrong got it all right well why not buy it from you guys and get it installed right in the first place
2: yeah I agree, yeah, it, it makes a ton of sense because we hear the stories, too, and we have customers come in. You know, they might buy something, it comes in damaged, and, you know, they, they've they got no clue on how to install it. So, you know, at least in, when you buy it from us, you know, it's full service all the way through, from the purchase
1: all the way through the install. Another thing, of course, going to A&A Toppers is you got the two locations here so both ends of town, And you're not going to have to fight the crowds at the malls. I just love it when I go to a personalized place. Why don't we tell them how to find you, Greg?
2: Yeah, we've got two locations. This one in Lakewood is 6955 West Colfax Avenue uh, in Lakewood, right on Colfax, uh, just a little bit east of Wadsworth. Um, Darren runs the South Store, and that's 5425 South Broadway. Uh, Real easy to find, a little bit south of Bellevue on the west side of the
1: street. And, of course, they can look at some of the gift options you have on your website, too, which I believe is just aatoppers.com, right? That is correct. Greg, sure. th- so many great ideas. We could spend the whole hour on the phone, but I think the idea is there's plenty of great options for that truck enthusiast. And it doesn't always have to be a truck with the WeatherTech mats. It could be their SUV. It could be racks for an SUV. You've got all the vault systems. If they've got, you know, they carry a lot of expensive gear, the the options you have are really endless.
2: Yeah, we like I said, we do a ton of things. Every time, you know, someone walks in the store, they just have no idea that we carry all the all of that different product. So I'll
1: tell you what, folks, check them out online and stop by and kick the tires, uh, figuratively speaking. Look around. These guys, Greg and Darren, are both great guys. I've, they've been a partner of mine for like oh, fifteen years or more, and they just have quality merchandise and they'll take care of you. Thank you so much, Greg. Yep, thank you, Gary. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. That's right. Greg Lanyon from a Toppers. Just great people with a huge selection. Before we go our first break now, I'm going to do an Ask the Expert question. We haven't done one for a while. The idea is if we do an Ask the Expert question, if we answer it on the air, uh, you get a $25 gift card from Sportsman's Warehouse. All you have to do is send it in to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on gmail.com. Now, today's question is from Mike in Colorado Springs. And this is a question I get so much. He says, my question is on the topic of ice fishing. Fishing line for ice fishing. I hear so many options on different fishing line through the ice. Some say you can't feel the light bite with mono. Fluorocarbon and braid freeze. Mono's design, mono designed for ice, et cetera. And he's right. There's a myriad of options. And I'm going to tell you right now that if we ask, we've had some of the greatest ice fishermen over the history of the sport on this show, just in the last few weeks, we've had Greg Claujo, we've had um, Bo Brosdahl, and we've had Dave Gents. Of course, Nate Zelinsky comes on, myself. We'll get Bernie Keefe on pretty soon. And if you ask all of us, you're going to get a different answer. And the reason for that is we all use it a little differently and we all have different feelings. Doesn't mean anything's wrong. But so I'm going to take, uh, take you through kind of the options and why some are better than others, Mike. And hopefully this helps you out. And then I'll tell you what I use the most. You know, almost everybody that makes line, and even if they make it specifically for ice fishing, they make a mono, they make a super line, which is a braid or an extruded line like Fireline or Nanofill. And they make a fluorocarbon of some kind. They all have different... Uh, they all have different characteristics and perform differently. The two or three most important things in ice fishing is first of all, you have to get bit, right? So if you don't get bit, it doesn't matter how the line performs otherwise, because you never have to worry about fighting a fish or feeling the bite or all those other things. So the number one thing, so you need your presentations to look and act as natural as possible through the ice fish get more opportunity to look over your presentation than any other way of fishing because you can't rip it horizontally across the water and get it right by them. You're fishing it pretty much in place. Now you can get a little bit of vertical uh, action up and down, but most of the time you they, they get a chance to really look at it. So you need it to perform properly and you need it to look natural. Uh, the things that won't make it look natural is if your line is too thick a diameter for the size of the lure. That's why we downsize our lines during ice fishing. Some fish may be leader shy. There's a lot of question about that as to whether being able to see the leader makes a difference, but it certainly doesn't hurt to not be able to see the leader. And then the other thing is line twists. When you stop a jigging presentation, while you're jigging it, it performs pretty well with most lines. But when you stop, if there's any twist in your line, it'll unwind and spin, and fish get hesitant to hit it while it's spinning. So some of the characteristics of different lines, monofilament is the most forgiving. It's got the most stretch. It's usually the limpest, and I use strictly XL, Berkeley XL monofilament. Nate uses XT. Greg Claudio uses XL. There's some other guys who use other monos. XT is a little thicker diameter, more abrasion resistance. Nate likes the XT because of the, the abrasion. He thinks he doesn't get as many breakoffs. I like XL because it's very limp, natural, makes a great presentation. Super lines. You can use a braided line. Most braids will pick up quite a bit of water when you're cut, reeling it out of the hole because they're not totally smooth. So when you reel them up, you do get you do gather some water. On extremely cold weather, you can get some some water in the line. But in Colorado, especially if you're fish, fishing out of a shelter, that's not too bad. You can even minimize that more by going to the extruded type lines, uh, super lines like Fireline Crystal I use a lot, and the NanoFill, which are much smoother. Now any line, if it's extremely cold, can build some water up, and you can get some freezing. Mono is probably the most forgiving, although it absorbs water and gets a little stiffer above the ice. It's okay down in the water. So those are things. But what the Super Lines do for you is they give you extreme more sensitivity. So if you're fishing deep and you really need sensitivity or you really want a tiny, tiny diameter line, I go to the Super Lines. The Super Lines will give me sensitivity down, if I'm fishing lake trout, 60, 70 feet, I'm going to feel the bite. Now, if I'm only down 5 or 10 feet, the Superline doesn't give me a whole lot more sensitivity because I'm going to feel it with mono, and Fluorocarbon has a little more sensitivity than um, than mono does, not quite as much as Superline, so it can also be a trade-off in those areas. I am starting to fish a lot with Berkeley's new Fluorocarbon XL. The Fluorocarbon XL is a limper version of Fluorocarbon that is made just for, um, just for uh, spinning reels, and I'm I've only fished with it a little bit last year, performed very well. I'm very happy with it, but the jury is still out. But I do use some fluorocarbon when I fish through the ice because it is less visible and it does have uh, more sensitivity, but it, it usually is a little stiffer than monofilament and may impede the action and certainly stiffer than Superline. Now, get right down with all those things being said. What do I use most of the time? Most of my ice fishing rods are are spooled with a super line like nanofill or fireline crystal. If I get bigger diameters than two or three pound super line, then a lot of times when I'm up to four, six or eight, I'll put a mono uh, a, excuse me, a fluorocarbon leader on it. And it doesn't have to be real long, maybe a foot or so, just to give me a little less visibility. And they don't tend to wrap up and catch your lure as easy. You don't, you don't get tangled up as much. If I'm fishing shallow just for trout, a lot of times I'll have monofilament or fluorocarbon on it. Most of the time now I'm using the new XL fluorocarbon. If you're really at a loss, you're just starting out, you're not going to be fishing super deep, put a good mono on, but put it on in a lighter uh, a lighter pound test. Maybe start with, uh, if you're going after trout, start with four, at the most six. If you're going after bigger fish like walleyes, and a pike and things like that, Go to, or lake trout, maybe a 6, 8, all the way up to 10, possibly, but depending on the presentation you're making and how you're doing it. Now, Mike, I hope that helps you, and I hope I didn't just confuse you more, but that's how I approach fishing line through the ice. For sending in today's question, Mike from Colorado Springs gets a $25 gift card from Sportsman's Warehouse, so uh, send us your questions. We love to address them on the program, and maybe Yola... Maybe you'll get a gift card. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. (music) Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. We're going to go right to the phones. And joining us from Stagecoach State Park is Corey Spakes. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, Terry. How are you today, sir? You know, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado, and probably very few people are thinking about ice fishing. It's blue sky. It's going to be warm, but I saw some ice gathering on the edges of the ponds driving in, and I want to talk to you in a minute about ice fishing because I know you're going to be getting to that pretty quick, and you have some events coming up also. But before we even do that, tell people where Stagecoach uh, is located and a little bit about the park.
3: Oh, no problem. For those of you who uh, haven't been or or aren't familiar, um, Stagecoach State Park is located just about 15 miles south-southwest of the town of Steamboat Springs, Um, so in Route County. Um, Pretty easy to get there, easy access off of Highway 40 or Highway 131, and uh, Stagecoach is about a 900-acre reservoir It also has about 900 acres of land, trails, um, amazing fishery on the reservoir, uh, and also amazing fishery below and above the reservoir as well.
1: Now, if people come out, we're going to talk in more detail about the fishing opportunities that will be there this winter, both ice fishing and that tailwater that is just fantastic. But there's other things to do because a lot of times people will come to Steamboat Springs. They're looking for winter activities. Maybe everybody doesn't ski or maybe they don't ski at all. So they're looking for other things to do. And maybe one or two members of the family fish, maybe none do. You've got other activities. In fact, your trails can provide a lot of recreation, can't they?
3: Oh, absolutely. And, and coming into winter, a lot of folks aren't aware that we actually maintain about eight miles of groomed trail, which can be multi-use trail for snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, or um, maybe fat tire biking, that kind of stuff. Um, we also have a free loaner program at the park where we loan out uh, snowshoes, fat tire bikes, and, of course, ice fishing gear um, for free for those who just looking for something to do in the area and uh, low cost. You know, all you need is a $7 day pass or a valid annual pass and it's pretty much free to get in from there.
1: Now, another activity you told me that's taking off is the uh, s- s- skate skiing or whatever on the ice.
3: It's actually very interesting to see. Uh, once we get good ice on the reservoir, which hopefully will be in the next few weeks, um, I, I've seen a trend of folks coming out and actually either cross-country or skate skiing straight across the reservoir, which, also, which opens up. Uh, just a tremendous amount of opportunity for, for playing around out there. So you're not limited to just those eight miles of trail.
1: Now, if I do want to come out and stay right at the park, you do keep a few campsites open during the winter. Is that right?
3: That is true. We actually maintain um, the park roads. We kept clear and plowed, so there's always access to the park. And we also keep four uh, campsites available with electric hookups, uh, 30 amp electric. We don't have any water services on the park, but it really works well for folks who are are equipped for winter camping and don't need a lot of, uh, you know, different amenities for that.
1: All right. Do you need to call ahead for those sites? Absolutely not. Those are first come first serve.
3: And uh, during the winter, it's usually not that busy. Um, If you're worried about that on a Friday or Saturday, you can call the park office and I'll let you know how uh, things are looking.
1: All right. Very good. Let's talk about this fishery. Now, I know we're going to talk about an ice fishing tournament you have coming up and you normally freeze up about the third week of December. So hopefully if it's is this a typical winter? Are you within looking at within days or a week or two?
3: I'd say what we're seeing right now and with the uh, weather forecast and the cold nights we've been having, we're pretty close to normal. It might be a few days late, maybe Christmas a couple days after that, but usually it's uh, around the 18th to the 27th of the month that we ice up, and it's looking like we're going to head that way. I've got decent ice starting at the inlet and in the coves. I've probably got, oh, a good 30 yards or so from the shoreline at most of the areas, so it's starting.
1: And, you know, this it's a tremendous fishery. It's, there's a few lakes in the state that they manage for trophy pike and large trout at the same time. And they found the best way to do that is to stock the lakes late in the year um, because the pike are a little less lethargic and the trout are a little bigger, so the, as many of them don't fall prey to the pike right away, the small pike especially, but the big pike can still take advantage of it, so you get a food base for the very large pike, and I'm talking pike up to 30 pounds in stagecoach, and then you you also get an abundance of bigger trout out of that because they grow pretty quickly, and you get some action from what's just stocked. Now, have you been recently stocked, and what's the fishing like been like prior to the ice?
3: So um, I can tell you, stocking reports very good. We got about forty-two thousand rainbows added into the reservoir uh, in early November, um, and that strategy, like you said, has been working for the last few years, and it's producing. Oh, it's producing very, very nice fish. I'm seeing an average rainbow of sixteen to eighteen inches, probably one and a half to two pounds. Some nice, nice, healthy fish, and it's really not uncommon to see a thirty-plus inch pipe come out pretty much any day of the of the week this fall i had some really really amazing days out at stagecoach i had reports coming in from anglers of 20 plus fish days and just gorgeous, gorgeous, healthy, healthy creatures out there.
1: Well, and that should carry. You know, people think it changes dramatically when a lake freezes. A lot of those fish towards the end of the open water season are already starting to position and act the way they will when it first freezes, and then they go two or three weeks without being uh, fished over because there's not enough ice to ice fish, but you can't get at the open water. And they get a little, uh, as I say, they lose some of their cautiousness, and they become a little more active, so that first early good ice that's safe and fishable can be some of the best fishing of the year and you guys have just a great opportunity to come there and really enjoy it it's such an incredible ice fishing destination when you talk about catching numbers of trout over 16 inches and a 20 inch are not uncommon and steady action and then you know you a chance at a well, chance out a forty-inch, thirty-pound pike is possible. I mean, you stop and think, and and for people who think, well, I'm going to be going after trout, that state record came on on a, on a salmon egg, I believe. So,
3: well, there's a lot of uh, rumors about that um, state record. I've heard salmon eggs, I've heard power bait, and uh, streamers as well. I heard it was on a fly, so it's fun, um, and we, we're not going to say that I have an official answer as to how it was landed, but I can tell you officially it did come out of Stagecoach. And, uh, no, you're very, very accurate in, in that early ice on um, fishing is, is absolutely amazing. And, and to that point, we actually scheduled that ice fishing tournament in that period for that
1: reason. Tell us about the tournament because we're going to run out of time here pretty quick, and I want to make sure we address it.
3: Oh, very good. Um, So Sagecoach will be hosting its seventh annual ice fishing tournament. Um, It's going to be on January 6th this year. Uh, it's an early morning tournament and definitely going to be cold weather, but um, it's a fun tournament. We've done it, um, like I said, for seven years. Last year we had over 100 participants, and we award cash prizes to the top five finishers. We also have non-cash prizes for a few of the fun categories. We have some species-specific categories, largest trout, largest non-trout, smallest non-trout. Um, we also allow a youth entrants, and those folks are all guaranteed a prize. Um just for some of the formal details, uh, entrance for the tournament is going to be $30 a piece. Um, there are about six or seven locations across the state that you can register at to, to participate in the tournament. And those, if you want more details about the rules or any of those locations, um, the event sponsored primarily by steamboat fishing adventures up here, one of the new outfitters who's guiding on the ice. And, uh, Their website, steamboatfishingadventures.com, has all of this information available on the tournament and all those locations and some of the uh, details about the prizes as well.
1: You know, the other thing, when you come fish a tournament like that in a lake, like Stagecoach, you're going to see what's working because these guys have to bring their fish to the scale, right? And when they do, when they do, you're going to find out. What did they catch that 20-inch trout on? And you're going to see some of these huge pike that are in that lake because they're going to get caught with that many anglers out there. And it's a blast. We're running out of time, but we'd be remiss if we didn't take a minute and talk about that tailwater you have. You have one of the best tailwater fisheries in the state that you can fish all winter long, and it doesn't get the pressure some of the others do.
3: Uh, the tailwater at Stagecoach is a phenomenal resource, and honestly, it's it's a fairly unknown gem up here in the Yampa Valley. Um, I see very, very consistent fish fishing out there. Both rainbows and browns are very, very aggressive, and in the winter what's really nice is um, it, there's limited access. There's there's a tough about two-mile walk to get out to the tailwaters because the road to it's actually closed all winter. So you're not going to see a lot of pressure. You're not going to have a lot of competition, and those fish are going to be hungrier than than normal. Um, and we're getting good reports right now of folks getting out there and seeing a lot of fish rise and dries are doing really well. So it's a, it's just an amazing, amazing, gorgeous little place.
1: Or, bar, or get one of those rental fat tire bikes and may get it in there a little quicker.
3: Could, could work. we got those fat tire bikes, and I'd also throw out that we've got snowshoes to lend out to let you get out there if you're having trouble with access. Plenty of folks will bring their own cross-country skis and just head right on across the reservoir once we got good ice and, and head out there, and that makes that commute a lot quicker.
1: Corey, we're way out of time, but what a great place. Hopefully a lot of people will take advantage of it both during the entire winter and for your tournament. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for the time, Terry. You have a great day, sir. You bet. That's uh, Corey Spakes from uh, Stagecoach Reservoir. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. from outdoors is brought to you in part by sun power sports colorado's largest atv and motorcycle dealer we're going to go right to the phones because i hope patiently waiting because she's been on the line a while and we have uh, noelle diamond from colorado parks and wildlife good morning noelle good morning is it beautiful i know you're down in the pueblo area have you got that beautiful sunny weather we have up here
4: Actually, yes, we do. It actually is nice and sunny. A little cold breeze, but it's nice
1: over here. Oh, uh, it's always, it stays nice down there. Even one of the nicer spots on the Front Range. You guys are a little bit south, your elevation, you get a lot of nice weather. Now, my notes say you want to talk about insects. So right away, I thought, well, first of all, there's no bugs in Colorado. And second of <laughs> all, the ones that are here are just a nuisance. So you're going to tell us how to kill them all, right?
4: No way, no way. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how how they're awesome and how they help our
1: ecosystem. Well, you know, and that really, all kidding aside, um, we uh, fly fishermen are aware of a lot of the bugs, but probably not the way you would be. But um, bugs are an important, they bring a lot of benefit to the whole uh, ecosystem and to the food chain and to our everyday life. So they are very important. I mean, what are some of the important things that bugs do for us in Colorado?
4: Yeah, so... The cool thing about insects, and actually the cool thing about Pueblo, is they're, we're a diversity hotspot, and insects are very diverse. They're one of the most populated things on this planet right next to plants. And they, because they're so diverse, they can live in all these different ecosystems and perform different ecological functions. So a few things that they do, um, pollinators, which are a really big thing for our environment, so butterflies and bees, um, help pollinate the different plants and fruits and stuff that we need for human consumption or for the environment. And about 90% of all plants need to be pollinated in order to re- reproduce.
1: You know, um, so, the bees is a pollinator, of course, people are aware of that, but I, people don't think about butterflies as much, and they're really beautiful to watch. We had a lot of the uh, of butterflies this year. But the bees, I understand down in Pueblo, a lot of people are, ra- are raising bees, having beehives now.
4: Yeah, that's right. Actually, and there's actually quite a few park rangers that have their own beehives and actually uh, produce their own honey.
1: Uh, do you ever get stung?
4: I I've, I've only ever been stung once and 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 that's all. And usually, I mean, if you stand there and you put your hand out and the bee lands on you and if, if you're, you know, you don't show any fear and you don't try to smash it, it's not going to sting you. I've done it plenty of times where I just put my hand out, it lands on me, and it doesn't sting me.
1: Honeybees aren't at all like the the wasps, the yellow jackets we see on our front porch, are they?
4: No, no. Honeybees are, well, let's just say wasps are very angry <laughs> insects. <laughs> They're a little bit more aggressive than the
1: bees. Now, what other insects? Now, I understand the bees and in- Butterflies pollinate, but there can't be any other useful insects in Colorado, can there?
4: Oh, yes, there is. Actually, we can move into ants. A lot of people hate ants. And the good thing, the cool thing about ants is they actually add nitrogen back into the soil, making the soil healthier for the plants to actually reproduce. And so, go ahead. Oh, I was going
1: to
4: say, well, the tunnels that they make actually serve a, a really big purpose. So, say it rains. Well, the water is going to go through the tunnels and allow the oxygen to reach the different plant roots and also help with seed dispersal.
1: What about insects like grasshoppers?
4: Grasshoppers. So a lot of people hate grasshoppers, uh, mainly because, you know, a lot of uh, farmers, they eat their plants and stuff like that. Well, actually, they serve a big role because they help um, prevent overgrowth in the plants and in the environment. So this is a vital role. People think that, they're destroying all their plants, but really, they're destroying a good enough amount to help with um, preventing the overgrowth of the plants.
1: Now, obviously, anybody who is conscious of our planet and a good steward of our environment understands that insects are an important part of the ecosystem. Of course, I've teased you about it, but <laughs> but they also become part of the food chain. A lot of these. Bugs become food for birds and fish and things like that, which become food for other animals. So they are an important part of the food chain. What's the message you really want to get to people about bugs? Is just to be aware of them? Should they act differently, not to try to always eliminate them? What's the real message you want to get?
4: Well, just kind of think about them. You know, they're, they may be a small, tiny thing on this earth, but one small thing could kind of create that butter, butterfly effect you know, where if one thing goes missing, um, it's going to create this big effect. Um, about two thirds of invertebrates, um, rely back on insects for so the loss of one tiny insect, which could seem insignificant. It actually can co- cause potentially a collapse of the entire ecosystem because a lot of invertebrates and other animals rely heavily on them.
1: So what's so, your, what's your advice to people to help protect the environment, the insect ecosystem?
4: I would just say, you know, next time you see an insect, you know, don't, don't smash it. Just let it go about its way to perform its ecological functions um, wherever you are, whether you're in your backyard, your garden, or visiting your state parks.
1: All right. Well, Noelle, thank you for that update and telling us how important these insects are. And I think also a lot of people have to kind of think about what they do with chemicals and things like that in their yards and their farms and their gardens. And make sure we are being good stewards of the planet because the insects may be the first foreteller of where we're headed, you think?
4: Yes, I agree. Definitely.
1: All right. Thank you, Noelle.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much for your time.
1: All right, that's Noel from Parks and Wildlife. We thought that'd be a little interesting uh, tidbit here. You know, we talk about all the larger animals, but the insects are such an important part of the uh, the ecosystem and the food chain. If you're a fly fisherman, you certainly want to be aware of the insects because they, they usually determines what your presentation is for a lot of these trout. So it's kind of fun to get into it and understand it. Terry Wixom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer oh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. We are going right to the phones. Joining us, this this uh, these people have been a partner of this show for a uh, gosh, I guess going on two decades. This will be, by the way, next year will be the twentieth year of my radio show. And these guys have been around for most of it. Been a great partner. And we've been talking Christmas ideas. And joining us to talk about some from Sun Power Sports is Mark Kite. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, I'm trying to keep people from having to fight the malls and the big box stores by giving them ideas. And, you know what, Sun, there's, there's so many. You have motorcycles and ATVs, of course, but accessories. What are some of the thoughts and ideas you have for the Christmas shopper, Mark?
0: You know, there's so much stuff going on right now. You know, we've got layaway programs here on ATVs and side-by-sides and stuff like that. We've done a ton of that already where we're holding them, and then we're doing Christmas deliveries. Um, But, you know, ATV side-by-sides, you know, motorcycle stuff, we've got a ton on the kids' side, so a lot of kids' ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, and then if you're not looking for something that big, we've got a lot of stuff here set up at the dealership, both on the import side and on the Harley-Davidson side. But we have gift tables set up, you know, gifts under 30, gifts under 50, you know, just different, different setups like that. So, you know, parts, accessories, apparel, you know, I and mean, we've got just so much here for the outdoorsmen, and, uh, you know, we're, we're super busy right now heading into Christmas.
1: Now, coming up with uh, somebody who has an ATV or motorcycle enthusiast in their family, and they're just kind of at a loss, what would be a neat accessory they might not buy for themselves? or I know they want, they haven't bought yet. Got a few ideas for us?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, um, You know, something to accessorize an ATV with, you know, bags, winches, stuff like that. Trail maps are always a, you know, a good gift idea. You know, most people don't don't have trail maps, and we get that question all the time here at the dealership, you know, where can I go ride? So trail map is always a great idea. You know, we just did a, a big event on the Harley-Davidson side, the Sun Harley-Davidson, and, uh, you know, they've got a lot of cool stuff over there. You know, uh, Harley-Davidson does a fabulous job branding, um, you know, their, their brand, and they've got a lot of very good stuff out there, you know. I mean, from, you know, glasses to, you know, they, they, you name it. I mean, uh, you know dog collars and dishes to you know whatever it's all branded Harley Davidson they've got you know barbecue grills and tables and you know it's really cool too so there's a lot of stuff to see
1: well Harley seems to it's one of those identity products where you really want to say hey I'm a I'm a I'm a Harley Davidson guy and you see the clothing, you see all the accessories, you said the stickers that go on their car everything and all from inexpensive to uh quality, you know, leather goods and things. But you also have clothing on the import side too.
0: We do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot a lot of outdoor gear, you know, rain gear, we have a lot of that stuff. We have leathers over here and riding gear over here. Um, you know, so we have a bunch of that stuff as well. Helmets, gloves, goggles, always a good idea. You know, a lot of safety equipment. I mean, we have all that stuff in stock.
1: Well, and the the other thing with uh, you guys at Sun is you always have adequate personnel to help somebody. You're well-staffed with knowledgeable people. So people come in and they, uh... You know, and they're looking, they really don't know. Maybe they're the enthusiast. They're not the enthusiast. It's the other person in their family. Or maybe they are, but they're just not sure. You're going to have people there to make recommendations, to help them out. And that just sounds, you just terrific. But, you know, you said something in the beginning about that Christmas delivery of an ATV or a side-by-side. You guys are going to be busy.
0: We are, you know, every year it's it's just awesome. You know, it's so much fun to see people coming in and buying ATVs and small motorcycles for their kids, or you know, I listen. I mean, we've got wives coming in buying their husbands ATVs and side by sides, and vice versa, which is really cool, you know. And so, it's always a big thing we do here at Sun. You know, we put the stuff somewhat on layaway. A lot of times they just pay for it. So we'll hold it here. And then we do, you know, Christmas Eve deliveries or whatever we need to do to get, uh, to get those Christmas gifts there, you know, right around the, the holiday time. So it works awesome.
1: Oh, it really does. And you know, and even if you're not buying for Christmas, ice fishing's coming and we're going to get some snow. Those ATVs can sure take a load off your back, whether you're pulling an ice shanty across the lake or you're uh, needing to plow that driveway, Mark.
0: Yeah, no question about it. I was going to get into some snowplow stuff, but uh, I don't know if the listeners would agree with me. I'm not sure we're, we're going to get any snow. We we're just talking about that, you know. We've got a full line of Honda snow blowers here and snow plows, and you know all that kind of stuff. And you know, knock on wood, we've just had beautiful days. Today's one of them. I just cannot believe how beautiful it is today.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And you know, the problem is we don't think about those snow things until the snow hits, and then they're still down at your store.
0: That's a fact. That's how I do it too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to see if my neighbor would buy a snowblower and well you know if i get out there and blow the snow karen might think that that's something i would do on a regular basis yeah that's it and, so and, make that one of your regular jobs no too. it would cut into my fishing time in fact i saw my neighbor out cutting the grass right in the daylight the other a few weeks ago where she might have seen him and thought that other husbands would do that so you got to be careful in something you do got to be careful <laughs> hey I, all kidding aside mark if people want some of the great wonderful gift ideas you have how do they find Son?
0: Yeah, awesome. We're in Thornton, Colorado, so I-25 to the 88th Avenue, or 84th Avenue, excuse me, 84th uh, East, two blocks to Pearl Street, and just come up Pearl. We're about 89th and Pearl, and uh, our buildings take up a full city block, and uh, we'd love to see
1: you. All right. Mark, thank you so much, and I need to stop by and say hi. Last time I didn't get to talk to you much. You were busy, but great people. We're so proud that you guys have been a partner, I think, since 2001, Mark. I'm not sure, but it's been a— We're
0: we're honored to be part of the show, and uh, it's been a great, great relationship. You and Karen stop by. We'd love to see you before the holidays.
1: You bet, and you guys, too. We'll make sure we stop by and say Merry Christmas. Great. Thanks, Mark. That's Mark Kite from Sun Power Sports. Great, great people. Been part of the show for a long time, and for a reason. They have quality products, too, and good people. Hey, before we go to a break, I want to remind you to follow us on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. A few reasons. Number one, everything that we, uh, we try to make that the center point of everything we do, whether it's this show, whether it's my column I write weekly for the Denver Post, whether it's my personal appearances. We try to cover that and give you some idea of what's coming up. And then after we have them, we'll give you um, we'll give you articles and programming and reports on there. So it's a great way to stay in touch. Terry from outdoors on Facebook. Every time we post a new television show to our YouTube channel, there's about eighty or ninety episodes up there now. Uh, we put a link to that new show, the one that's recently posted. On our Facebook page, uh, Greg Clajo, our partner in Minnesota, is doing a series on the Facebook page about the history of ice fishing. He started. Uh, he started out using. Uh, what we called a jigging stick, which was just a dowel with a nail in it and some line wrapped around two pegs. And now he's progressed in the most recent one up to uh, some early rods and reels for ice fishing. And he's going to take you right through modern-day ice fishing equipment and give you a little of the history and what's changed and how you can take advantage of that. So if you go to our Facebook page, it makes sense to scroll down. My last article from the Denver Post is still linked on the Facebook page. That was about the Arctic Char. That you will find at um, at Dillon Reservoir, and how Dillon is becoming revived as an incredible fishery. If you did, if you miss that article, there's an article and a podcast. Go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. And just scroll down, you'll see a picture of a new state record, Arctic Char, and you can read the article. There's a link to the article, and there's a link to the podcast on the interview. So all those things and more. So make sure you keep track. If you are a follower of our Facebook, you would know that next hour, John Procno, the head of R&D for Berkeley Bates, the man who devised, devised all these scents and all these things, is going to join us in the next hour and talk about using gulp for ice fishing, for pan and for trout, and how he developed those scents and why they work as well as they do. So you'd know that if you followed us on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter.